Our next guest, uh, I'm super excited about because she describes femininity with uh, as, as from a beautiful perspective, but also from an empowering perspective. She teaches about femininity from a space where uh, she doesn't diminish a man's role or who a man is. You know what I mean? Um, so I'm excited to have this conversation with Aisha. Aisha is, is super dope, super fly. Uh, she speaks up. She she has a strength, a, a, not even a quiet strength, but she has a quiet strength and just an inner strength that goes beyond who, uh, just beyond her beauty. So when you listen to this, uh, understand the the dance that uh, that men and women have, masculine and feminine energy. Uh, that that we have, and she kind of explains it f- from a very, uh, in a very articulate way, um, in a very beautiful way. What's going on, everybody? This is Al Hardy. Uh, this is Al's Chicken and Waffles, and I call it the Dynamic Duo because w- w- when we talk about chicken and waffles. You know, is no better combination. And but this is really about relationships, um, your relationship with yourself, your relationship with your your husband, your wife, your partner, your uh, your friends, uh, just relationships in general. Your relationships, uh, customer relationships. We had some uh, people, some entrepreneurs, talking about uh, customer service. So, I believe that uh, relationships uh, help guide you. Um, especially when you're, you, you become more self-aware and understand who you are, it, you, your relationship with yourself helps you set boundaries, but it also helps guide you with people, bringing people closer to you in a, in a more intimate way. So I have, uh, a, a dope, dope, dope young lady on. She is, uh, I, she's, she's an intellect, so I, I'm I'm excited because I'm I feel as though I'm gonna learn. I'm going to uh so uh this this is super dope. She's also a dancer, am I correct? Yes. Yes. Um ballet, uh salsa. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. we, and, and and that's we we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about that. Um oh. so um so I'm just excited to 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 hear and, and glean from Aisha Faines. Did hello, I say hello. Did, did I say yeah. it correct? It was perfect. Okay. A lot of times I say Aisha K Faines, but that's okay. Aisha Faines is good because okay. Aisha Faines is a little bit more authentic. <laughs> what's 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 the K? What does the, the K stand for? Um so sometimes I joke, but it's not really a joke. But when I was younger, I was very, very shy. Um, and so I started, um, you know, I performed a lot and I competed in, in pageants starting when I was a teen and I learned how to have it. I had like a stage persona. So I would bring out my stage persona when I was feeling shy. So Aisha K. Thanes was the stage persona and Aisha Thanes was just me. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So who, who are we going to talk to tonight? Tonight we're going to talk to Aisha Thanes. Okay. That's a, that's a good thing. 
That's a mm-hmm. good thing. That's a good thing. So can you just explain like who you are, what it is that you do? Sure. I mean, as best I can. Um, I I am a lover and a sister and a friend and a creative. Mm-hmm. I am the founder of uh, Women Love Power. Women Love Power is a digital education platform that I started in 2015. And um, it has since grown quite well and basically I create content that helps women with self-awareness and self-mastery and sort of acquiring the certain worldview and the life skills and soft skills that they need to really truly have power and agency and since we're talking about relationships in all of their relationships Mm. um, power over themselves power over their circumstances and then ultimately power in their relationships and not in the sense of dominance but just in the sense of being able to navigate um in a way where they are able to articulate and get some of their needs and desires met Um, so that's women love power and it's really kind of based in exploring the fascinating women some who who are um, praised and some who are overlooked throughout history who have beguiled and acquired power in these very interesting dynamic ways. Um, I'm also a panelist on the grapevine. A lot of people know me from there. Yeah, super dope. <laughs> and I'm a lecturer. I actually travel. I talk, uh, I speak at colleges and conferences all over and, uh, and I'm a form. I am a former television journalist. And as you said, uh, a dancer. <laughs> okay. That, that, that's, that's dope. So, so, uh, so when you talk about power, how do you, how do you define power? I think power is the ability to get your needs and desires met. Um, I think power is a survival skill. Uh, so, you know, when we look at the absolute loss of power to me would be to be enslaved. Right. So mm-hmm. you're enslaved. If you are thirsty, you can only drink if someone gives you a drink. If you're hungry, you can only eat if somebody gives you something to eat. You can't protect yourself. You can't do anything to get your needs and your desires as a human being met. And so power is the ability to do that. It's it's agency. And of course, in relationships, there's always a negotiation. Sometimes we agree to give up a little bit of power for the greater good of the relationship. Um, perhaps the biggest example of that is the relationship that citizens have with the government, right? Mm. We all give up a little bit of our personal autonomy in order to be a part of the collective in, in exchange for government that ideally um, <laughs> protects us from catastrophe hmm. like coronavirus. But that doesn't always happen. <laughs> that doesn't always happen. But that's just an extended example. Of course, that works on the micro level too with our normal day-to-day relationships. That's dope. So and, and so when we when we're talking about power, right? Um as a dancer, so and and, and I've I've listened to you um as in um I started to take uh, salsa. Uh, I oh. would say, uh, maybe three three years ago, and oh. and and for me, it was mm-hmm. me just wanting to uh, help myself become just a better. Like it was just something new, um, mm-hmm. you know. Um, however, what the 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 things the the, the lessons that I've learned. And and uh, and salsa is so invaluable, right? Mm, um, yes. And what what I learned uh, was uh, how to be a, a better leader, mm-hmm. how to be a better follower, um, mm-hmm. and 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 listen, listening, right? Mm. Um, and with with not just you know with not just with my ears, but being observant with my body. Um, yes. Uh, so 
Can you talk about because 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 I've I've heard you talk about the flow. Um, mm-hmm. Can you talk about that? Like you know, and and sure. and when and when we talking about dancing, right? Um, mm-hmm. I think with certain things that you you've spoken on is uh, with men leading and being in the moment, right? So can you just yeah. talk a little bit about that? Sure. I mean, and I feel you can speak on this too, but um, what one thing I, you said that was uh, that caught my ear mm-hmm. uh, was when you said it helped, helped you be a better listener, not just with your uh, ears, but with your body. And I think that's one of the things that salsa does mm-hmm. because salsa, you are on a dance floor with as many as 20, 25. I mean, if it's a good night, 25, you might dance 25 dances. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the night where, you know, you step on a scale the next day, you're like two pounds lighter. Yes. <laughs> yes. But, um, you know, but people you don't, you don't know, but you form a very strong connection to them while you are dancing with them mm-hmm. and a, a trust connection too. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that connects you is the music. You're both listening to the same music. And mm-hmm. because you're both listening and tuned in, tapped into the music, the music is really kind of the invisible band keeping you together. And you're also listening to each other, particularly the man, um, the better salsa dancer is a dancer that is somewhat an empath. Um, he can feel your energy. He can feel what you're comfortable with and what you're not comfortable with. He can feel where you are. The, the rougher dancer is a dancer that's, this is what I'm going to do, and I'm just going to spin you around. I don't really care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and nobody, no woman wants to dance with somebody like that. Mm. Um, I think when, I think a lot of people, when they get into salsa or just Latin dance in general, but particularly salsa because salsa is all improv. It's incredibly intricate. It's fast and it's all in the moment. Um, I think they really come to rediscover the concept of leading and following. And you realize that leading is not literally control. You're not controlling the woman at all. In fact, the touch between you is actually quite light. Um, You're, you're guiding her, you're steering the calm, you're leading the conversation that your bodies are having, Mm -hmm. but you're not controlling her. The better, uh, the better term would almost be call and response, Mm. but it's happening in like an, an instant. It's happening in real time. And for women, they learn to be in the moment and that following again, you're, you still are there as a woman. You can't stand there. <laughs> mm-hmm. You still have to dance. Um, he's creating the space for you to dance within, but you learn that in order to really make the dance happen, you have to be completely and totally in the moment so that you can feel, um, where he's going. And I, I think that is, um, I think that speaks to relationships. Yes. Even though sometimes men, and even though sometimes that call and response or follow lead can switch between genders, yes. I think. Sometimes. And not to mention, you also have same-sex relationships too, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but also the idea that you are just connected to somebody. Mm. You are in the moment and in the flow together. You feel each other. And I think a lot of times, one of the things that arts does for us, particularly dance, um, is it puts us in our body. So often we're in our mind, but when you can really be in your body, you can feel your body, you can start to feel your instinct, your intuition, develop a heart connection. You can really connect with somebody on, the, on an energy level. Mm. I think if you're connected there, then um, that dynamic of a call and response or leading a following or just being on the same page is so much easier. That's awesome. Um, I use this example because I, I, I do this talk and it's called No Man Wants to Dance Alone, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and in it, 
I talk about how my 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 dance experience with my 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 teacher. So the teacher he he was teaching us, mm-hmm. and uh, what he does is he uh, he teaches us like uh, er, like everybody the steps, right? Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. he has you partner up. And then after you partner up, he tells you to switch. So you could kind of get a feel for different people. You're still practicing um, and and things of that nature. So Mm -hmm. I was dancing with this one young lady and uh, she was, uh, she was, um, she she was Colombian, right? And, Mm -hmm. And as we were dancing, the, uh, the instructor was teaching us to dance on one. Mm-hmm. And she was dancing on two. Oh, and that's gonna so, work. <laughs> so, so she while so I was and I'm new. So you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. I'm still new, but mm-hmm. I was even newer than how I am now. So mm-hmm. I'm trying to do what the teacher is telling me to do, and mm-hmm. she's doing her own thing, and she's telling me to to do this. She's like, "Poppy, do this, Poppy." <laughs> you know what I mean? And, yeah, and I'm. And I'm, you know, and now I'm in the struggle, um, yeah. and, you know, trying to listen to her or trying to do what the teacher has told me to do. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes, uh, you know, I feel as though as men, a lot of times we're in that bind, you know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. uh, doing what we've been taught to do or doing what <laughs> what our partner is asking us to do. And, mm-hmm. uh, and sometimes you know, we have to find that balance, right? So yeah. so then after that, uh, we I went to another young lady, uh, you, you know, because we switched. I went to right, another, young, right. another young lady. And I was, you know, I was like, man, I, I, I can't get this. I was, it, I was traumatized at that point, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but so this young lady, she was, she was dancing on one, but... Mm-hmm. Because of my last experience, um, I was still, I wasn't as confident as I was after the teacher had taught us. So Mm -hmm. as I was dancing, I asked, I said, do you like it? Do you, do you enjoy leading? She said, no. I, she said, I don't have a problem with leading until you get into your rightful place. And, Mm -hmm. And, and then I got, and then as we were dancing a little bit more, I got more in tune. And, yeah, and then she just, and then we just made a connection, and then some. So sometimes, like 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 you said, it's about that language, you know, yeah, being you on the same, same page, language. yeah, right, being on right. the same page, um, and and the the other part is, and when it comes to uh, relationships, um, and what I learned from dance is is having a teacher. You know what I mean? Because the teacher was an awesome teacher. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But having a teacher and him being able to teach both. You know, because sometimes we can learn two different languages, and then when we come oh, together, is you know <laughs> we're dancing yeah. on one and two. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, that's a really good point. I mean, well, from a dance perspective, dancing on one and on two is like two people, like a Chinese. A person who speaks Chinese trying to speak to somebody who speaks Portuguese. I mean, it's it's that different. You just if you're just speaking two different languages, that was just never going to work. Somebody was going to have to switch, you know, um, what they were dancing on. But I think that point you made about um, 
having a teacher is really a good point because one of the things that's missing Mm -hmm. and one of the things we're really rediscovering right now in the midst of this corona virus apocalyptic nightmare is how important community is Um, and not just community like these are the people in your neighborhood but community as in your friends are your village your family is your village like the people who really love you and appreciate you for you and will check in on you and want to see you thrive and that's the thing that's missing from like relationships Mm -hmm. a lot of people go out and they venture and they try to make relationships happen on their own and 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 a lot of other cultures um you have a little bit more guidance you know mm-hmm. uh, your family know if you're a woman the family knows who you're dating mm. um they, <laughs> they check them out and vice versa um and you can kind of rely on even after you marry you can rely on your elders to help you through the, the challenging times that are inevitable in any relationship mm. and i think because western society is so individualistic you know we try to really you know we partner off and then we try to go at it by ourselves and um it's a skill like anything else that's true that's true and 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 community like you said is so so important um yeah like uh and uh, like like i said i follow you and like i i love to see you and your relationship with your father your 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 family i I think that's that's so important you i think you was talking about uh uh the old the old the oldies i I think was like was it yeah uh, Uh, frankie beverly Oh yes. Um, well, everybody says I have an old soul because, oh, you know, I, I just, yeah, all of it, all of it. Yes. But that's that's, <laughs> that's that's I mean, but that speaks to what it is that we need as it pertains to relationships. One thing that I I, I wanted to talk about, right? Um, when when you're talking about dancing and you you have mentioned about your mind getting in your way, um, mm-hmm. how do you get out of your own way? Oh, that is really interesting. Well, with dance, the issue was that I had come from a ballet background. And so in ballet, everything is about control. You want to control every single movement because ballet is about precision. Mm. There is a right and there is a wrong way. It's not There's nothing improv in ballet. Mm-hmm. And so I came from that and always wanted to be correct and perfect and right to coming to salsa where you're dancing with different men, different styles, and you're not in, in complete control, you know, of your body. And so I always wanted to anticipate what was happening next. I was always scared that the person was going to do something I didn't know. And I was going to freeze up and step on someone's foot or get elbowed. So I was just really thinking hard, like, okay, what is he going to do next? What is he going to do next? Like, and just nervous. Mm. Every time I was a nervous wreck, every time when I started dancing for like the first year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then one day I just remember... I was, I was, I will never forget. I remember even where I was standing in the classroom and I was dancing with this one guy and I relaxed and I was not really thinking about anything, but just the music and how much fun it was. And my body instinctively could feel what was happening. Hmm. Um, and when I, when I do relay that story to people, I use, I, I, I use it to talk about, um, instinct mm-hmm. and how we're so used to like being in our mind and, and relying on our intellect and our rationality, which is kind of the ability to think sequentially, you know, if this, then this, that we really um, sometimes aren't quiet enough to really feel the urge 
um, of our of our instinct. I remember uh, today I was uh, shopping, going grocery shopping, which is in the, in the age of Corona is a very big deal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so I had the mask and everything, and I get to the I get to, to the front and I go. Something just said, check your wallet. I don't know why, but something just said, check your wallet. I never, I haven't been shopping. I've been in the house like everybody else. So I checked it. My, my credit card wasn't there. Mm. I was like, oh snap. Like, but that, just that was missing. Nothing else was missing. And so I told the the person, I said, can you just hold these groceries? I got to find my credit card. Mm. And then I walk outside and something said, call CVS. I, I really can't even explain. I had been in CVS like three days ago, picking out my prescription mm-hmm. and I called it and they had my credit card. Wow. And the only thing I can think of is that's just instinct, yeah. that inner intelligence that your body knows. That's but all. a lot of times we lose touch with because we're so on our, you know. That's all. now now okay. So as a, as a, as a, as a black woman, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in 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 dance, I see a lot of sisters when they get to a certain point in their careers. Is that mm-hmm. they lose that ability to be free, um, mm. um, like that 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 ability when you said talk about relaxing. Mm-hmm. They're thinking sequentially in, in their relationships. They're thinking in, in everything. Um, mm-hmm. Why why hold why 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 is that? Well, there's a lot of pressure that's placed on women. Mm-hmm. We are. We've inherited a society that tells us it doesn't matter what we do, you know, what what degrees we get, what accomplishments, what discoveries we make, what patents we own, what books we write, what have you. If you do not get married and have a man validate you by asking for your hand in marriage, you have failed. Mm. And that is a lot of pressure. Mm. And not only that, if you want to have children, you do have a, a you do have a limited time. Mm-hmm. And that's just a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. And um, so I think for a lot of women, it is hard to um, to not take that pressure into relationships. And we kind of have a dating culture that is not um, we kind of live in a society where uh, women are are from very early on are taught to run toward love. We are taught to seek love and seek companionship and even to seek validation. Mm -hmm. And men are kind of taught to self-actualize. Men are taught to go out into the world, be the best you can be. And then when you're ready, find somebody who's fly and marry her. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of two different forces coming together. So it's kind of obvious why a man might be quite relaxed on a date. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's true. There's not as much pressure. Yes. But for women, it's a lot harder. And I think it gets a lot easier when I think women just learn to, number one, when women re- remember their own value. Mm. As we're so programmed to really see, and I know this is hard for men to understand because a lot of men do honestly see women as a prize. But mm. a lot of women really see men as like the ultimate trophy. So they kind of sometimes forget who they are. You know, so they just mm-hmm. show up and it's like, like me, like me, like me, like me. I hope you like me. <laughs> Do you mm-hmm. like me? You know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so you can't relax because you're just so focused on the end goal and what and what's gonna what's happening next, just like me in my early dances where I was just tripping about, oh my God, what is it gonna do? Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I, you know, learned to relax and I think to bring that into dating, it's just realizing that, you know, at the end of the day, this stuff isn't this is stuff isn't a science. This stuff is 
much more spiritual than that. Yes. You know, a lot of it is ordained and you just have to recognize that you, the best you can do is put your intention and know what you want, recognize it when you see it, be the best you can be and know what's coming and everything else that happens, you just got to flow with it and enjoy it and, 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 and take the most out of each experience. I think we can bring that sense of calm and peace and knowing into your entire life, but particularly into your romantic life, then it's easier for you to show up um, and just relax because you're not so attached to the outcome. So wearing the Black Men Are Dope and Black Women Are Dope shirts has been pretty amazing. Like I would walk around and people would look at my shirt and there are some people who looked very uncomfortable, but then there were people who were nodding in agreement. And that just boosted up this sense of pride that I have of being a strong Black woman, as well as being having having strong Black men in my life. And I just want to share that message with the world. And a lot of the times we think that we can only share that message from verbally, you know, talking about our Black our black men and black women being so dope but you know what i can share that message without even opening my mouth and saying the word i just put the shirt on and walk around and let the and i let the fashion speak for itself go to www.mrihardy.com forward slash shop and put in the promo code chicken waffles and so that leads me to this right um what what is it that men could do to help in that process of helping you helping women to relax? Um, I think that for with men, it's, I think honesty helps. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that sex kind of makes things hard. I mean, a lot of men, and I'm not even saying this is a bad thing, but a lot of men want sex. Mm-hmm. And so, and it's not all men, but there are men who want sex and they will sort of bring out their representative. <laughs> and, you know, and then once, you know, sex happens, things kind of change. Yes. And that's really, that's, some women can roll with it and it is nothing. But for a lot of women, that's very hard. Yes. Um, that's very hard. And, you know, feeling like this man wanted me for sex, but he didn't think I was good enough for anything more. Mm. That could be the source of like some really deep, hard insecurity. So I think it's really realizing that like, this is someone's heart that you're playing with. Don't give this woman a complex. You know what I mean? There's so many women that like if a man, that a, a guy might not even remember her name anymore, mm. but she's carrying a complex from something he did 10 years ago. Mm. And of course, women have to do their own, their own work to number one, uh, recognize your red flags and, and, and walk away from things that look, I always say, you know, leave before it gets to a complex. Yeah. <laughs> leave any situation where you feel bad about yourself because you will develop a complex if you're with the wrong person for too long. Um, but I mean, just realizing that you're dealing with a human being. You're not dealing with a sex toy. It's not a commodity. It's not a trophy. It's not a prize. It's not a notch in a bedpost. This is a real human being with feelings and presumably good intentions. And just treat her with kid gloves. And if you don't see anything, you know, let it go. Because even if that, you know, rejection isn't fun for anybody. But, you know, even if, you know, you you, you ease out early on, that's so much easier to get over yeah, yeah. You know, no, I, de- I definitely, I definitely understand. Um, yeah. And then, then the other part that I, I was, I was listening to your, uh, your YouTube, and you was talking mm-hmm. about respect. 
Um, mm-hmm. and, and you know, you made the correlation from uh, Aretha Franklin's uh, uh, respect and what it meant, um, yeah. you know, from a broad perspective, but also mm-hmm. from uh, from I would say from a black woman's perspective. Can, yeah. Can you dive into that a little bit? Sure. Actually, the funny thing was last night I was uh, just up, couldn't sleep, but I was watching my old YouTube video. <laughs> and I watched that one. And um, and the point I was making was just how re- revolutionary the song Respect was because it was originally um, intended for a man. It was yeah. originally sung by a man, Otis. Redding. Redding, that's it. Yeah, yes. Otis Redding originally sang it. And yeah. so when you put, when you say, you know, when I get home, give me respect, which is what the lyrics say, and a man is singing it. Well, that is like a a, a typical masculine song. Like I'm, I'm out in the world and I'm bringing home the bacon. And when I get home, I want you to respect me. I don't want to hear any foolishness. And that's really what the song was about. And then she took the song and like turned it on his head and, and sang it as a woman. And then the meaning totally changes when a woman in that time, in that era, is like, yeah, when I get home, I want you to respect me. Mm. And that's one of the things that made that song so revolutionary. And then for her to be singing that as a Black woman mm-hmm. in that time, um, which was basically not only a message to like her man, but also a message to the world, like black a Black woman saying, respect me. Just, just like... I think that's why that song has um, lasted when we stood the test of time because it was it's really till this day um, for a black woman to stand up and, and say to the world, I demand your respect. Definitely. Um, so 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 in, in that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some black men uh, would say that, you know, in this society mm-hmm. um, that there there is a lack of respect for black men. Right. So, yeah. so what Otis Redding is saying is is that I guess when if he's fighting in the world that beats mm-hmm. him down, just as, as as a woman, he he still when he comes home, he does still want that respect, right? And but then when you look at Aretha, you know Aretha is saying the same thing, and mm-hmm. so so I think a lot of times we're we're singing the same song. But we mm-hmm. don't have yeah. we don't have the same actions, you know what I mean? Yeah. Towards yeah. each other, you know. And how so how do you think we could help each other as it pertains to to, to that, you know, respecting one another? Well, to unpack that, you know, sometimes respect means different things. Sometimes mm-hmm. respect literally means I, I'm not feeling respected in this relationship. Like I, I feel like you're talking to me in a verbally abusive way, an emotionally mm-hmm. abusive way. That's one thing. And that's toxic, whether that's a man or woman that's experiencing that. But sometimes what you have with marginalized and within marginalized communities is men who feel the oppression out in the world, mm-hmm. you know, so for black men, they've been, getting it since we arrived on these shores right yes. um and so have black women but what they but they they want to eradicate the racism but they want to keep the sexism mm. and so for them the respect is when i when i'm dealing out in the I'm, I'm out here in the world and i'm taking you know this mess when i come in i want to be able to dominate you mm. And that is the thing that doesn't translate because there are men that miss the fact that, yes, you're getting it in the world, 
but so are we. And not only getting it as blacks, we're getting it as women. And so we don't want to be oppressed out in the world and oppressed in our own homes too. And so finding that common ground where we both can acknowledge each other's pain Mm -hmm. and realizing that we've got to dismantle all these toxic systems, right? We can't Mm -hmm. say, okay, we're going to take all our tools and dismantle racism, but then I'm being treated horribly because you still believe that as a man, your your right is to dominate me and and I have no say. And if I, and if I stand up for myself then I'm not respecting you as a man, Mm. see, that's the issue. And that's really hard. And sexism is so insidious and it is so endemic in the fabric of our society and what we grow up that a lot of people don't realize that they inherited very sexist and chauvinistic beliefs, but they have. And so when they're saying demanding for respect, what they're really demanding for is total submission. And that is, is, as a human being, no human being wants to totally submit. Like we talked about in the beginning, Mm -hmm. and you learn in salsa, it's not about submission. It's a call and response. It's working together, Mm -hmm. not submission. Mm -hmm. So I think that's the first thing. But then the second thing is also, again, relationships are a skill. And there are a lot of people who don't have any good examples of relationships in their lives. They don't have good examples of how do I talk to this person with love? Mm. How do we talk this out? How do we walk away when we are feeling like the words you're going to say are not going to be kind, loving words? How do we walk away till we cool off? And they come back to the table. A lot of people haven't seen that. I've never seen my father yell at my mother once. Yeah. I've seen yeah. my mother go off a couple of times. <laughs> but I've never seen him, go, you know. But that's my model. So I know what respect looks like in both ways. I see my mom be super angry. But then when she, you know, but then when she talks to my dad, you wouldn't even get to tell because she's going to say it in a different way. Um, that's the relation. That's, that's, that's having examples and having people help you figure out how to function in relationships because relationships are a skill. Yes. So, so yeah. So, and that, so that goes back to the point where, you know, one person is dancing on one, the other one's on two. Exactly. And you need that teacher to come to help you get into sync. You know? Yes, you do. <laughs> and, I think, you know, and you also have to drill down like, and, and maybe this is a great question for people to ask each other before they even marry. What does respect look like to you? Mm-hmm. Because I think respect is different. How we would would define what respect looks like to us might be different. It'd be very eye-opening for some people. So, so you, right? um, Mm -hmm. As, 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 and I would say, uh, because you you talk about power, so I would I would say that you 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 operate in in that right in that realm. Um, Have you? when you when when you when you're in relationships right um let me i'm tr- i'm trying to word it right but when okay. when, when you're in relation when when you're in relationships do uh-huh. you um come off dominant at times or i'm know? actually the opposite okay <laughs> Okay. Yeah, it's not intentionally intentional, but I think the part. So the thing is, you know, with me and my life, you know, mm-hmm. I just want to live the best life I can possibly live, you know, and I'm fortunate that I'm confident and I just go for what I want. But um, in relationships for me, I actually tend to date 
slightly older men and mm-hmm. that's just what feels comfortable for me mm-hmm. um and so i've never been in a situation where i felt like i i couldn't speak up for myself or um what have you but i i'm, I'm drawn to men who are kind of you know take charge confident men because the reality is like if a, if a man is somebody that a woman admires and looks up to and really respects and trusts mm-hmm back to that dance thing, the whole trust thing, mm-hmm. then, I mean, this is great. I, you mean, you're telling me I don't have to sit here and think about where we go to dinner? Great. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah. I feel great. I feel safe. I'm good. You know what? And then I, and, and, and that doesn't mean I feel like I don't, I can't say anything. I can't speak up for myself. I can't say I like this. I don't like that. But, you know, I actually tend to be drawn to, uh, to, um, you know, uh, you might call them alpha men. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I get it. I get it. But I think also when we talk about power, there's a there's there's a difference because I think some people associate power with control and aggressiveness. Right, and it's not. Yeah. It's not. I mean, we're getting to see that now on the national stage. If we look at the difference between the way Obama, President Obama, ruled and the way that um, President. Trump rules. I mean, President mm-hmm. Trump rules with an iron fist. What I say goes. I don't care if it doesn't make sense. A lot of us don't trust him at all. You know, whereas President Obama, you know, not everybody likes President Obama. I recognize that not all Americans voted for him, mm-hmm. but he ruled from a, a, a place of more compassion and diplomacy, but you still respected him. Yeah. So you didn't feel like he's a dictator. Yeah. You know what I mean? He didn't have dictator dictatorial style. And I think that translates in relationships too. like re- leading has to be balanced with compassion and empathy and care and concern. To a certain extent, leaders are actually nurturers. You're right. You're right. Teachers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 You're definitely right. You're definitely right about that. So, mm-hmm. so um what what's what's going on for you now what what do you have i mean other than the corona <laughs> <laughs> so you don't you, you don't have num- it but everything that's I happening have, well the number one number one priority is not control. <laughs> i i wish i was lying to you my number one priority in life right now is not contracting corona because i have asthma and i don't know what the outcome would be oh, wow. um <laughs> but also, I mean, so my my business women love power. I'm still, you know, things haven't changed for me. I'm still as busy as ever because I, you know, I have a a lot of courses that I roll out throughout the year and a subscription series. So okay. I'm still creating content for that and also working on some other silent projects in the background <laughs> that um, you know you'll be seeing soon. And you'll also see just you know more videos on my YouTube channel, especially since most people are at home now and a lot of my speaking engagements. Are canceled because we can't gather together. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I'll be using, you know, my social media more to, um, you know, share my ideas. That's where I am. Okay, there was so, a lot of great stuff lined up this spring that, you know, unfortunately, Corona just kind of wiped up, wiped away. Yeah, I, and I think this was really a reset for it is. for for a lot of people. Um, it is, yeah, to just to reengage, um, uh, reengage who they are. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, slow down just a little bit. Yes, um, connect, I think it's, I mean connect it's, with family. That's it. Community, family, friends, community. I mean, it's like it's it's uh, tragic. It's yeah. tragic because while some death was inevitable, the 
the um, extent of death that we're going and suffering that we're going to see could have been avoided. Yes. Uh, so that part is tragic. But what it is doing to society as a whole by, as you said, forcing us to go within, to be a little bit more still, introspective, um, call on our, our, our village, you know, strengthen our ties, work on, for me personally, working on some projects that I just kind of was thinking about, but now I'm really going to sit down and do, mm-hmm. um, is a beautiful thing. I think a lot of beautiful things will be create, created out of this dark time, even if it's not a physical creation for people, even if people just emerge having a more inner peace, a stronger sense of self, more love. Yeah, definitely. That's good. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I totally agree. I totally mm-hmm. agree. So you're, you're, you're a full-time entrepreneur? I am. I've been for, um, I think, three or four years. Oh, that's, man. And, and we, so that's been a major thing we, we've been talking about. Um, what was that process like, you know, moving from uh, corporate? <laughs> well, you, you said you was a... A, 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 a news reporter. A, yeah, news reporter. Mm-hmm. What was that? Um, it was a it was a transition. It wasn't abrupt immediately. Um, I was working in news. One thing about news is um, it makes it a little bit easier for you to make decisions like walking away because we work with contracts. So mm-hmm. you know, if I work at a studio a station for three years, they're going to put another three year contract in my face, or if we negotiate, maybe a one year. But it, there's terms, so it's kind of a little bit easier to say I don't want to spend my, the next three years of my life in this place. Mm-hmm. You know, then you know so. It wasn't like I, I I up and quit. It was just like I don't want to I don't want to sign on for another three years. Um, but after I left my job in Florida, I came back to the the New Jersey area, New, New Jersey close to the city, mm-hmm. um, and I was actually I, I was actually freelancing and I did a little bit more TV work here and there. Um, I had we don't have all day, but I had a a bad experience with a certain network that kind of reinforced to me that I really needed to build my own brand. Um, because I realized that as a black woman, um, in media, that if I had wanted any control over my paycheck, I was going to have to have a way to make money for myself so that if I get a show on a network, great. If I don't, I can still eat. Um, and that was really, this particular experience was really the, the thing that kind of put everything into action. Um, but I freelanced for, for years, um, before I, you know, and then I built, you know, the first two years, I don't think I really made much money. I just established myself, put out videos and, um, articles and, you know, programs on the website. And, Mm -hmm. you know, fortunately people really kind of took to what I was saying. Cause the thing is, the funny thing is I say all the time is I, this will change in 2020, but I don't market. Wow. And I barely do any social media for like promoting my company. It's all Google and word of mouth. And I've been able to to live, you know, nicely for a couple of years. And that's awesome. Just, you know, just supplying people information that they want and need. So, you know. That's awesome. So, that, yeah. Yeah, and you, I mean, and you speak, you speak to uh, a great demographic. You speak to women, women of color. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, and you empower them, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are so many women that are, I think, are, and I don't want to shade anybody, but that are jumping on this sort of femininity bandwagon. Mm-hmm. Um, but because it's trendy right now, but what a lot of people are doing is kind of approaching it from this this way that doesn't 
make women feel more powerful. It's telling you, you need to do this. You need to do that. You need to wear this. You need to say this. You need to say, and by boxing people in and telling them what they have to be, that's not what we were put on this earth for. We were put on this earth to, to flourish and to flower and become like the highest version of ourselves. And that's, what's attractive when people are totally just walking in their complete and utter truth. And so for me, it's been really hard because I see like the, all these YouTube videos. I don't want to be associated with that brand. (laughs) (laughs) I get it. I get it. But you know, I got to produce more, but I do think that for the people that do, you know, ride with me, I think that's why, because I'm not, I'm not going to give you more rules. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, and I think from a guy's perspective, right? When we mm-hmm. talk about femininity, you're you're talking about it without bashing men. In, yeah. You know what I oh. mean? Oh. Mhm. And I love men. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we love you. <laughs> we love women. Um, and and but I think I think that's a healthy way. Like you could correct us, but in mm-hmm. a, in a loving way. You know what I mean? And and you teach you're teaching us. You know, because mm-hmm. like even today I, I had questions because, you know, I, I've been watching you and you're talking about power, but you're not aggressive or you know like I said controlling. So mm-hmm. so so that 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 balance of power is is very important you know especially when it comes not just in relationships but how we interact with each other you know what yeah. I mean? and i'm respecting you as a woman and you're respecting mm-hmm. me as a man you know mm-hmm. so i think that's very important yeah and i think you know i think if people just remember that let everything you do be in love you're good yeah that's yeah. it. Not everything you do be in love. Like, you know, if you're if you're with somebody because you're scared you can't find somebody else, that's not love. That's fear. Mm. So walk away from that. If you're with somebody and it, even as a man and you feel like I if she ever gets to somebody else, I'll kill you. That's mm. that's not love. Like mm. let as everything that you do and not just in relationships, but just in the world, how you move is an expression of love, then this is a conversation that doesn't even need to be had. Mm. And, and, yeah. and and love is and and love and forgiveness is also letting people certain people go you know yes. knowing, knowing when your season is up with the, with that person oh my if that is not a word <laughs> that is a word that is a word and it's hard there there are there are there are men in my life that were here for a season mm-hmm. and i had to understand um when that season was over and a lot of times i was the one to 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 say that the season was over mm. um and and it's not to say that i don't um necessarily still have love for them it's not like i'm in love but i still have love i still appreciate what we had and i look back and i recognize why this person was presented in my life but if you're hanging on Mm. you are you know things don't grow in the graveyard Mm. so if you're trying to plant your trees in the graveyard like no you've got to walk away and 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 stop sabotaging your future by like clinging to things that are gone i think for men and women but especially women nurturing the past (laughs) michael jordan shaquille o'neal the late great kobe bryant what do they all have in common it's not that they just won championships it's more than them winning four rings five rings or six rings like mike they all had a coach, and that coach was Phil Jackson. He helped them through the process, and that's my goal, 
is to help you through the process with our coaching sessions. When you come to me, I want to see you develop in the area of leadership, team and culture building, and conflict resolution. And this is very important to me, emotional intelligence development. So I don't want to see you just be good. I want to see you be great. Go to www.mralhardy.com forward slash coaching sessions. Promo code Al's Chicken and Waffles. I was trying to trying to go, but you said something good, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and you and because you were saying that you're the one who who you kind of fig- you kind of knew when the season was up. Now, mm-hmm. and I think sometimes, you know, for some guys, when you're in 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 a good relationship right mm-hmm. but the season is up we t- mm-hmm. we tend to want to keep it going you know um yeah i think sometimes men will kind of keep want to keep it going until they find something better <laughs> <laughs> and some women do that too yeah. honestly a lot, a lot of people do that yeah i mean but so uh, that's 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 a great that's a great conversation like when do you really know i mean because when 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 the season is up because yeah because because you might be the the best that we, somebody has ever had you know what i mean yeah. and because you're the best you know you don't want to give that up you know what i mean yeah i mean you know that's the thing about love it's it's not easy and i and i'm and not to say i've had other men i've had things that have fallen apart for me that i probably would have held on too longer but looking back I, I'm totally aware that it was a season you know what I mean I'm totally aware that they were not anyone I was meant to be married I think it's I think when at the point at which you realize there really is no future and what this is doing is not serving your best self it's kind of the time the season is over yeah. you know there was yeah. one person I think of and I know exactly the reason why he showed up when he showed up it was it was the kind of relationship that would never have led to marriage. Just, you know, I can't go too much into it, but he just uh, he wasn't marrying type. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't, lo- but, it wasn't long, long term. No, it was never meant to be that, but mm. I know exactly until this day we are, you know, on good terms, but I know exactly why he came into my life. And I knew exactly when, I don't know why, maybe you can call this instinct. Mm-hmm. I knew exactly the moment when, I had to let it go. And I think we kind of both did because we literally just both kind of gravitated apart and, you know, it remained friends, but it was just like, we were in each, I know why I was in his life. He was going through something. I was going through something. I know why he was in my life. And then when it was like that year, that year was up, it was just kind of like, we were good with kind of like walking away. Mm. But if I had kind of clung to it, like, oh, you know, not only would I've caused myself like undue hurt, but um, you know, I would have missed out on other opportunities. So it's, I think it's about, you know, recognizing when what you're in is not serving your highest self. And especially when you kind of that moment, you really understand why someone showed up in your life. You know, that's and the good. lesson that thing that's that that that'll help you figure it out. That's 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 good. That's good. So, Miss Aisha. I want to say thank you. I want to say I appreciate all the work that you're doing as an entrepreneur, oh, as, a, as 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 a dancer, <laughs> but, as, <laughs> but as as a woman, um, you know, you know, you're a teacher. You're te- you're teaching 
um, you know, as you're becoming more self-aware, you're teaching other women to uh, to hold their space and agency, as you would say, right? Yes. <laughs> so, thank you. That's so beautifully put. Thank you. <laughs> so I want to say thank you. How can everybody reach you? Um, okay. You can reach me at womenlovepower.com. And then I'm on Instagram at Aisha K. Faines, A-Y-E-S-H-A-K-F is in father, A-I-N-E-S. And that's also my handle for Twitter. I'm also on YouTube at Women Love Power as well. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for your time. I know you. you've been busy, so I, I appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right. Have a good one. You too. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode. Uh, Hopefully you're learning, you're growing. We're going to a whole nother level as a community. Uh, When you hear this episode, please, this is what I need you to do. I need you to to share, to comment, to subscribe, repost. I need you to tell a friend to tell a friend. Aisha, I want to say thank you. This was a beautiful episode. This is a great episode. We're learning, we're growing, and we're going to the next level. Now it's Chicken and Waffles. Thank you.